This is the T Smart Network. Man, like Usher said in that one Gucci Mane song, what was it? Spotlight? It feels so good to be back, man. It really does. If you don't know, you should know. This is season two of the Sexy Suburban Dad, hosted by yours truly. It's your guy KP here, and we are filming, or I say recording live from the Sexy Suburban Studios located in North Carolina. Look, man, I'm a Jordan fan. I had to get that in here. I live in North Carolina, so hey, why not? But hey, welcome to season two. I know it has been an extremely extremely long time i think we eaten it season one about a year ago today so hey why not we could just roll it out like a tv show but i promise you the content will keep coming it's just hey life gets in the way sometimes man we're dealing with this pandemic uh people's schedules get crossed up but all the old favorites from the show will be back you know sweet lou will definitely be back in here because hey it wouldn't be the show without him We'll have Jewel dropping Jake stopping by, legendary Joe T. Perry, OG Big Facts, the whole crew from the Too Smart Network dropping in every once and again. So I'm excited to just be back on the airwaves, kicking off the Sexy Suburban Dad season two. So here goes. So we're going to have a little bit of a format change. And I thought long and hard on this because, you know, hey, what do we do here? We talk mainly about TV shows and movies, but I wanted to expand what we do here just just for you know to bring in some other additional topics so you know we're still going to keep that same pop culture vibe but i'm going to expand our repertoire a little bit because i like video games i like all types of other stuff you know we'll dabble in that too so we'll, we'll go into a little bit of it but you know we all just want to keep that positive vibe going so we won't oversaturate but it'll be all good man it's gonna be a fun ride so Furthermore, man, look, this pandemic has sucked, and I pray to God that we are almost at the end of this, man. It's been crazy. Like, life's been crazy since the pandemic, man. Well, since we left you in season one, man, I've gotten a new mascot. We got another sexy suburban dog here. I got a mini fridge for my office. Like, all I need to do is get a pellet smoker and I will ascend to the next level of being a sexy suburban dad. I mean, it's been crazy, but you know one thing I have done throughout this whole entire pandemic? I've got to catch up on a lot of shows, man. I will say from when when did this shit start? Like March of 2020 till now, I got a chance to catch up on so many shows that I slept on for such a long time. Uh, Just a few, man. Ozark. So I was watching that on Netflix. I had no idea how awesome that show was, man. I am chomping at the bit for season four. I I know season four is going to be the last one, so it's definitely going to be a banger. But I binge watched all three of the previous seasons, man. And it was amazing, man. It's a really good show. I So I'm from Arkansas originally, man. So you kind of get that vibe throughout the whole show. Is there in Missouri? Like, you know, they make, they name drop like places like Branson, you know. If you know, you know, you know, that's where we used to get all the polo fits from, from the outlet up there. But then you leave Arkansas, you find out there's like 
20 million polo outlets at every Tanger outlet known to man. So, but nevertheless, man, hey, I like that Jason Bateman's good, Laura Linney's good in it, and it's just it's super sick. Another show I really got super into, man, was Cobra Kai. Like, that shit is so good. I'm a Karate Kid fan, and my God, Cobra Kai is freaking fantastic, man. I tried not to, I'm working on myself. I'm not trying to curse as much, but it is... If I have to drop one F-bomb this whole show, it'll be for Cobra Kai because that show is fucking phenomenal. And I know they just updated for season four, season five. Natural continuation of The Karate Kid. If you're a big fan of those, which by now, man, come on. If you hadn't watched Cobra Kai, what rock are you sleeping under? Seriously. If you haven't watched it by now, you're not a real fan. It continues the story of Daniel LaRusso and the real Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence, which, man... There is a long-standing theory that Johnny Lawrence is actually the true Karate Kid. Like, Daniel LaRusso is not the real Karate Kid. It's really all about Johnny Lawrence. And Daniel LaRusso moves to where they had in Reseda, California. He just fucks his entire life up. So that's really a great follow-up just 35 or some odd years later. 35 or some odd years later after uh the premiere of the first karate kid so you know it's got a lot of interesting callbacks man i mean they've even got a video game of cobra kai and i i love it man it's i'm that much of a fan of the show that i enjoy it that much but anywho some of the other shows i've been watching man since this pandemic started uh dave which i know sweet lou and i talked about dave and how i said it was the white version of atlanta well season two just wrapped up phenomenal man it was a really it was really thought-provoking. I thought that they still had a lot of comedy, but it leaned more to, like, the thought-provoking side of it. You know, they talk a lot about mental illness and just, you know, some depression and some of the other feelings that people just deal with, man, as they're later on into their career or as life just unfolds in front of you, man. I mean, you know, you're dealing with success... Or, well, little LD, Dave, is dealing with a lot of success. You know, he's starting to blow up. And, you know, he broke up with his girl, his crew's along with him, you know, things change. And it just kind of, throughout the whole season, really unpacks how things can change once you are at a major life event. I mean, hey, hell, we've all been through that. So it's definitely relatable, man. And I felt like it was well done. Gator, by far, is the star of the show. He's the breakout character of the show. And he's he's actually like one guy that, you know, if you're a big pro wrestling fan, you know, Gator's actually living the gimmick, man. He's living the gimmick. So he's actually a lot like that in real life. Uh, and, you know, him and LD are real tight in real life. He's a tight man in real life. So it's def- definitely life imitating art, man. So if you hadn't checked out Dave, check it out, man. We'll go into it in long form, I'm sure, once we get into season two. Uh... One other show that I want to touch on real quick, man. Power. The Power Universe, man. It's, you know what, Courtney Kemp, man. Shout out to Courtney Kemp. I wish I had a soundboard or something. You know what? Maybe I should start a Patreon so I could get, like, one of those Roadcaster Pros and have y'all, like, listen to my shit for, like, money. And then I could just get all this little fancy equipment and all types of lights and shit. But, uh, man, shout out to Courtney Kemp, man. She is securing the bag, man. You got a whole Power Universe. Power is like the MCU up in this bitch, man. You got Power Book 2 Ghost, which, you know, continue. basically, man, it was Power Season 7, but, you know, I wanted to give it a chance. 
because everybody wrote the shit off, man. After the whole Who Shot Ghost thing, it was like Who Shot JR on that uh, old 80s soap opera Dallas. But you had the whole Who Shot Ghost saga. And, you know, we all knew it was Tariq St. Patrick. And basically, it's the Tariq St. Patrick led spinoff, which I got to admit, I did not go into this show with the highest of expectations. Like, I never. I treat. TV shows and movies, like going on the first date, man. Hey, if you don't have your expectations too high, you keep a good sense of balance. In the end, nine times out of 10, you leave satisfied. You got to keep it like, hey, man, like on the first date. You don't go into the first date expecting to get some, man. You just go with the flow, see how it goes. And nine times out of 10, you'll be satisfied with the result at the end of the night. I got to say, man. Power Book 2 Ghost definitely won me over at the end of the day because, dude, if you follow me on any form of social media, I don't try to do too much social social media these days, but if you follow me on like Facebook, I always used to make these posts on Sunday morning, like good morning to everybody except the following people and Tariq St. Patrick will be on my list all day, every day. But Power Book 2 makes them likable in a way you know you you get to see the calculating side like i think all of the qualities in ghost that everybody loved and respected you see some of that in Tariq, and it makes him likable man is the protagonist of book two ghosts man but uh, a lot of those other characters are off the chain man the tahada family definitely i think kane was the mvp man like he's kind of like that kane and s character so that everybody gravi- gravitated to. You got Mary J. Blige's character as Monet, so she's the queen pin. You got a lot of other people, man. It was a very interesting show, man. Uh, you should definitely check that out if you haven't. And uh, also, man, let's let's talk about the Stars Network. Before I get into book three, Raising Canaan, man, let's talk about the Stars Network. Is it just me or does 50 Cent basically own Stars? He has got a lot of bangers coming out, man. You got the Power Universe. You got BMF, which I am extremely excited for, man. If you know the story of the BMF, Black Mafia family, Big Meech, you know, Southwest T, all those guys, man, 50 Cent is making a show out of it. And if it's anything like what is we've seen with power, I know it's going to be a banger, man. I cannot wait until September 26th. Then you also got a lot of good other quality shows on Stars. P-Valley, man, which I, yo... Like, once I saw that show for the first time, I got addicted. Not only because it just has big booty strippers, which, you know, hey, I mean, I'm a red-blooded male, so I love some big booty strippers, but <laughs> hopefully a sexy suburban wife is listening to this. But, man, it's a really good show, man. It's done right. You know, shout out to Miss Mississippi, man. I think she's the best by far. I've got Mercedes and all these other characters, man. It's a trip. But I think the, the character that definitely stole the show is Uncle Clifford, man. I've never seen anything like Uncle Clifford in my life, man. But it was a total, a total trip, man. But uh, it was a great show, man. A lot of quotable lines, and I'm glad it's getting a season two. I cannot wait. P Valley will definitely be one of the shows that I watch at midnight on Sunday, um, well Saturday night, going into Sunday morning on the Stars app, man. You know, I try to get it in before everybody else watches it. Like that's some type of a weird flex, right? Like, hey, I got the Stars app. I watch Power before all y'all, but. You know, it is what it is, man. But uh, P Valley's definitely on that list, man. Gotta check out P Valley if you haven't seen it yet. Incredible show, well done. You know, if you're from the South, you'll definitely appreciate it, man. But uh, 
Love P-Valley, man. Heels is another show that I'm digging. So I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and we're going to get into this a little bit later in this episode, but man, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. It's pro wrestling drama. It resonates with me automatically. Man, it's got my guy Stephen Amell from Arrow, which I have not, I've never seen Arrow, so I'm pretty sure. Like a lot of those shows that come on the CW, man, uh, the DC-based shows, I never watch them, man, but I hear they are so good. I always give the MCU shows on Disney Plus love, man, but I have not done my due diligence as a nerd, a sexy suburban nerd who happens to be a sexy suburban dad. That's why the show is named what it is. But I have not done my due diligence on these DC shows. I need to stop hating on these DC shows. But anywho, man, Stephen Amell from Arrow. He stars as a Jack Spade. He's got a family wrestling company, man. And it goes into all of the things that goes on in a professional wrestling business. As well as his personal life. That's another banger on stars, man. Just hit after hit after hit. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it yet. But the show I gotta talk about. My new favorite show at the moment dramatic pause awkward silence power book three raising canaan this is a show now when they announced all of these power spinoffs when at the end when they released a trailer and they had kind of a pseudo trailer when they had like you know young ghost young tommy young angela hanging out of high school I didn't know what we were going to get. Like, you know, they announced Tommy spinoff, which, you know, that's going to be a banger too. I can't wait till book four force comes out, but they also announced some other ones that were interesting as well. So, cause I originally thought that power book two ghost was going to be about young ghost, but it's about Tariq. So I can accept that. You know, I can deal with that. But one that really piqued my interest, man, one that I was interested in from day one was book three, Raising Canaan, man. And when it premiered this summer, I was blown away first episode, man. I mean, it's just nonstop. It's just, I look, I'm not going to say it's the next Wire because I've seen that going around online. Like, oh man, Raising Canaan reminds me of The Wire, which dude, The Wire is one of the greatest shows in television history, man. It's hard to top the wire. But Raising Canaan, man, I will say is well done, man. I actually like... I'm a fan of gritty shit, man. The Sopranos, The Wire, but I like how it's done. It's got that grittiness to it, man, where Power, it had more of... It had grittiness, but it was kind of like almost a soap opera vibe, you know what I'm saying? But Raising Canaan's just got that gritty feel like The Wire had, man. It's got that gritty feel. Not too many twists and turns, but man, it's just gutter. And that's what I like in some of my shows like that, man. I like that gutter, that just gutter stuff, man. I guess that's why I watch a lot of shows on HBO and uh, the premium channels, just because I'm a little heathen, man. Like, maybe that's why I hate it on the DC shows, man, like Arrow and all those shows, because it's just that i just like my shows gritty man i like my shows with cussing and just real life situations man but raising kane is definitely good and that i think his name's makai curtis that plays young kanan because in the series kane is 15 years old so it takes place in the early 90s uh it's got him he's got jukebox from season three so she's in it and then uh his mom and his uh two uncles and so that's basically the crew man the thomas crew you know, his mom's the queen pin, kind of gives you that same vibe 
that Monet from book two gives you. But I like how it's done, man. And so far, we're into, I believe, episode eight. So episode nine will premiere here uh, this weekend. But man, I'll tell you this with the cast of that show, dead on, man. Dead on. They've got, uh, I think, what is his name? Makai Curtis. Uh, he's only 20 years old, man, but this guy looks just like a young 50 Cent. He plays Kanan. Uh, Jukebox is casting. Haley Kilgore, spot on. Uh, Patina Miller is his mom, Rock Thomas. Raquel Rock Thomas, spot on. Uh, they've got Malcolm Mays as Uncle Lulu, and then they've got London Brown as Uncle Marvin. Now, London Brown, man, I like everything in my, uh, that uh, London Brown does. He was in the show Ballers back in the day that came on HBO, The Rock Show. I really dug that, man, and I dug his character in that. So it's really cool to see you know, him as a gangster, man. It, it really fits, man. It works. So I like the show. I like everything about it. I'm actually excited that it got a renewed for season two because a lot of these shows, man, first time out, bro, it's hard to get renewed for a second season. But, man, I dig it. So I think so far... This will be my favorite out of the Power Universe shows. Now, I'm not going to jump to judgment so quickly. I know that we have book four, Force, coming sometime in 2022. Look, man, I'm a Tommy fan. I was more of a ghost guy, but I think it'll be a banger, man, because it'll keep that same grittiness that Raising Kanan has. Some of that same grittiness that book one and book two had. The only show that I'm really not looking forward to, I would say, would be the one about Rashard Tate influence. But I think, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to live by what I said earlier in the show about keeping my expectations in the middle because Lorenz Tate's a good actor, man. I, I I think he could carry it. And, you know, it'll probably focus on that political game. It'll probably be like a more mature version of Scandal. So I'm going to give it a shot. But I think uh, Raising Kane is my favorite so far. Book two is okay, man. It's, it's all right. It's not bad. I think the supporting characters do a great job of carrying it and you know hey man shout out what's the little dude that plays Tariq's name uh, Michael Rainey yeah Michael Rainey Jr. man he does a great job man he's an incredible actor and I'm looking forward for book four force my only knock on book two at this given time change the theme song man Raising Canaan has that theme song a part of the game which is a banger it's got that old school feel to it I think now a lot of people disagree with me online because I said Raising Canaan was way better than book one. But one caveat that I think would set book two apart and make it its own thing, change the Big Rich Town theme song. In fact, if you want to keep Big Rich Town, that's fine. But yo, go to the version that everybody hated earlier in season six. Go to that version with 50 and Trey songs, man. Because low key, even though I wasn't a fan of when they changed it, it's a banger, man. It's a bop, low-key. It's a little bop, man. Go go listen to it right now, whether you got, you know, yeah, iPhone, whatever, man, Spotify. Go go listen to the Big Rich Town remix, man. It's a bop. It's, it's nice, and I think it will fit perfectly for the new story they're trying to tell and what they're trying to do. So moving on, man. Another show that I just got into watching, which everybody... And see, I feel like I'm the worst black man on the planet, man, because I did the same shit with Power. Everybody would talk about it first, and then I would eventually go and watch it because I wanted to be included. I didn't want to get my black card revoked. You know, I wanted to be a part of, you know, the in crowd, see what's going on. So I did that with Power, the first book, and then I think I, I, I binge watched like three seasons in two weeks, and then, you know... 
when season four came, I was caught up and then I was in like everybody else. But one show that I just started watching, All American. I'm a big football fan. I love football. I'm a sports guy. Football is my main thing. Basketball, baseball, and hockey are like my side chicks. You could probably throw combat sports like boxing and the UFC in that category too, but football is my main thing. So I see a show about football. I go to it. I watch it. Like that show, The Game, back in the day, which I hear is coming back soon. You know, it had football elements in it. So, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch it. Like I mentioned, Ballers, football show. I'm going to give it a show. I'll probably like it if it's done right. But All American, man, it's a good show. Really good show. But, you know, it's on the CW, man. It kind of leans to that dramatic side a little bit. And I, but you know what? I found myself being addicted to it and liking it. But, man, Spencer James, bruh. Him and Coop, man. They got to be some of the likable, but some of the dumbest characters I've ever seen on a TV show, man. Especially Coop, bruh. Especially Coop. But Spencer James, man, you can tell. Now, it's based on a real true story. Uh, Spencer Paislinger was the uh, player that was based on, but... I'm like, dude, this dude went through some shit in his life, man, because all the stuff Spencer James deals with, you can tell it's so unrealistic because the typical athlete wouldn't deal with it, man. You know, the typical athlete's just going to be like, all right, I'm going to grind through this season and I'm going to get this scholarship and go to college and be great. But, man, Spencer has the weight of the world on his shoulders. This nigga here, football player by day. He's a part-time activist. He's a part-time relationship counselor. He's a part-time drug counselor. I mean, this dude's a part-time therapist. He goes through all types of stuff and all the most horrible shit imaginable to man happens to him and just him. But it's a good show. You know, I, I'm i not going to say it's trash because I watch it. So apparently it's not, you know, it's something that catches my eye on it. But man, it's just everything horrible happens to him. Like this, it's like boys in the hood and every other tragic hood story turned up to an 11, man. And it is just insane. It is insane around how all these situations happen to him. And then, you know, it's kind of like the, in the first season anyway, typical fish out of water story, you know. He's in school in the hood, you know, uh, the coach sees him. He recruits him to go to the predominantly white school. You know, they move. He moves in with the coach and his family. I mean, basically, it's like almost every real life story of every star athlete. You know, if you're from a small town or wherever, wherever, you know, maybe he comes from a background where it's a little underprivileged. So, you know, the coach is like, hey, I got you. I want to make sure you're in a good home, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I mean, it's basically that. It's kind of a cliche, but, you know, I enjoy it, man. You know, I'm a simple man. I guess I enjoy simple shit, but it's a good show. Uh, I don't have time to go through all the little nuances of All-American, but I'm sure I'll get the homies, you know, Big Facts, Q, and Sweet Lou. You know how we do it. So we'll probably break this down season by season, but I will say this. All-American is a decent show. It's not horrible, not bad by any means, but it is decent and yeah i'll probably watch season four because now i'm emotionally invested but before i just jump off of all american totally we gotta talk about coop man coop is his home girl you know she's rapping and by the way the music is terrible i mean for the show now i'm sure breezy in real life is probably a great artist i know she has some roles in empire which is a show i really don't fuck with at all i don't watch it you know i just don't get into it but 
on all American man, Coop's gotta be the dumbest person in the world. Because basically, so at the end of season three, she gets shot. It's a cliffhanger, the ending's ambiguous, you don't know if she lives or dies. But basically, the person who shot her, it was uh like the main pro uh, well antagonist of season uh one. You know, he gets murked and it basically it's an older sister who's well to do, an attorney, whatever. She comes out for revenge. Look, don't be mad. Like, spoiler alerts in effect, but if you hadn't watched it by now, it's been out for a couple of years, you're not a real fan anyway. But basically, she comes for revenge, and I guess they plant, like, she has someone plant drugs on Coop's tour bus right before she's going on tour to Las Vegas and all that good stuff. So, even though Coop had the wherewithal to take the drugs off the bus, she, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, that's beyond me, goes and confronts Mo, who is the antagonist of, I guess, season three, and tells her, well, I know you had Andre put the drugs on the bus. You know, he he has a horrible poker face. And so I know you had him, you put him up to this, but I want you to know that I took the drugs off the bus before we left town and blah, blah, blah. And then she gets shot. So my problem with that is, okay, if you're a big time rapper, cool. You know, you're doing your thing out here. You were smart enough to take the drugs off the bus. Why would you go back and tell the person you're beefing with that? What I would have did is, hey, I took the drugs off the bus. We going to Las Vegas. Uh, what's her girlfriend's name? Patience. But hey, we going to Las Vegas. We going on tour. We're doing our thing. We getting this guap. I'm not about to go back and say, hey, I took the drugs off the bus. You're going to be even more pissed off at me now, which will probably result in me being shot. That's the part that I didn't like, man. I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, it's it's so dumb, but I'm just, I'm so caught up in watching it, man, because I guess I'm invested now. But, you know, we'll check out season four, man. Hopefully things turn around. But it's a decent show, man. It comes on the CW, so I got to show the CW some love, man. I got to get back on those DC shows and watch all of those. But, you know, and outside, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on about shows that I've been watching during the pandemic, you know, definitely all the little MCU shows on Disney Plus, man. They knocked them out of the park. Uh, you know, you got Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki. You got Hawkeye coming up next. I'm sure with the MCU's track record, yo, it'll be bangers all of a sudden. But the movies I've been watching, man, definitely everything that's premiered on uh, HBO Max. You know, the new Space Jam, Justice, just Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, dude, hey, that should have came out in the first place, man, because that shit was gutter. And I'm glad they finally released it. I'm glad they finally gave it its just due. I really want Ben Affleck to stay as Batman, but you know what? Robert Pattinson's The Batman is coming out. I'm kind of excited about that one, too. But a couple of movies I definitely got to see. Yo, I got to see this Shang-Chi, man. I have not shown the MCU a lot of love because, you know, post-pandemic... Uh, well, we're kind of still in the pandemic, so it's not post-pandemic, but I hadn't been to the movies a lot, man. The last movie I went to, I took my son to see Onward, and that was in March of 2020, and I hadn't been to a movie theater since, man, and, you know, I gotta talk about my spot. You know, out here in Raleigh, man, we got this thing called the Alamo Draft House, best movie theater in the biz, man, I don't care, it's, it's the best one, man, by far, if... Movie theaters were basketball players, man. We talking GOAT level. We talking Jordan, Kobe, like GOAT, Chamberlain, GOAT level, man. Depending upon what generation you came in, but, you know, I, I definitely got to, it, it's GOATed, man. It's the coldest, the coldest movie theater to ever do it. That's how, that's how serious it is. 
So if you live in a bigger city or if you live in Texas, they got them all over the place. I think this guy in a rock band started them up back in the day, but it, it's definitely dope. But man, I got to see Shang-Chi. I know that Black Widow just released on Blu-ray. I plan on going to pick that up because I'm an MCU maniac, but I'm not a fan boy because I love DC. I love the MCU. Both of them have movies that are awesome. And both of them have movies. Not so much. I just don't do fanboy shit, man. I'm 36 years old. Like, what, do, what the hell do I look like arguing with somebody, whether it's in person or online, about how this is better than this? Or, you know, like, hey, I'm a fan of this. Like, you know, DC's trash and blah, blah, blah. Like, I ain't got time to argue all that stuff, man. I got a, a job, a wife, a child, and a mortgage, man. I ain't, I ain't got time. You know, if that's your flex fanboying out and arguing about things then you know so be it but it's just you know i try to show them all love because i'm the type of guy like look man i'm glad we just getting comic books made movies made period like one movie i always wanted as a kid was maximum carnage like you know i was a little nerd growing up i was always a nerd in the athlete's body man but uh you know i love that storyline as a kid you know spider-man venom maximum carnage and it looks like we're finally close to getting that with venom let there be carnage in some form or fashion or we might get it down the road but you're not gonna hear me arguing about oh man like you know just because dc is trash or just because it's marvel is awesome like hey man once again we're subverting expectations a good movie's a good movie no matter how you look at it but i'm excited that we're getting decent comic book movies made i've heard a lot of good things about black widow heard a lot of good things about shang chi i'm sure that venom's gonna knock it out of the park uh definitely we got the eternals coming up in november and then we got fighter uh, spider-man no way home coming up in december which a lot of people are excited about that if you hadn't seen that trailer man it got me excited because we're basically getting into the multiverse here with the spider-man mcu movie so I dig it. It's kind of like almost a buddy comedy with him and Doctor Strange. So, you know, you see some cameos from some of the villains from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series, as well as the Mark Webb Amazing Spider-Man series. Uh, well, at least it's hinted at that. So we don't know if we're getting Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, but we are getting uh, Dr. Octopus. Uh, what's the guy's name, man? Basically, uh, let's see. What is his name? Damn it. He's the dude from uh, Alfred Molina. There we go. Alfred Molina. So you're getting Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus. It's a strong inference. Very strong inference. Damn near accusation of William Defoe, Willem Defoe, returning as the Green Goblin because we see the little pumpkin bomb. I hope it happens. I hope we get Tobey Maguire. I hope we get Andrew Garfield and it's kind of like almost a live action into the Spider-Verse. That's just me though. You guys may think something different. If you do, hey, we can chat about it online or whatever. I'm not going to be toxic though, but it's just, you know, that's in all walks of life, man. Uh, you got toxic fanboys and everything. Like, outside of comics, I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan, but I'm also a hardcore, well, I wouldn't say video gamer. I, I'm a video, I play video games, but I'm not like, you know, esports competing, winning money and shit. Like, you know, I just get on there, you know, I kick it you know i talk to the fellas on there you know we run a couple of games of call of duty online you know i get on the mat and i do the whole singer single player experiences but some of this fanboy stuff man is ridiculous so if you unless you're living under a rock last year in november we had uh new xboxes and new playstations on deck so you had the xbox series x an s release or s and x release and then you had the playstation 5 release and so, you know, I was fortunate enough to get both. So I've gotten both the the next gen, I guess you would call it current gen, 
consoles now and also got a nintendo switch for father's day man shout out to my my wife and my son man they laced they laced the sexy suburban dad man for father's day and christmas because i got that series x for christmas and then you know i had to acquire the playstation one of my neighbors hooked me up with that and then uh you know got the switch of course for father's day so i'm, I'm you know i'm good if we go into another lockdown i think i'll be okay i got an arcade over here in the movie theater i guess you know weird flex but i'll be all right for a little bit but man it's just the first thing i do man because you know i try to be objective with stuff man you can enjoy both like you can root for more than one team you can like more than one sport hell you can like chocolate and vanilla ice cream you can swirl it if you want to man life is all about choices and options you could do more than one thing it's okay but the first thing i see online are a bunch of I don't want to discriminate here, but a bunch of people like my age, like between 29 to 40, arguing about which console is the best. Like, bro, we was doing that shit when we were like eight and nine, talking about the Sega Nin or the Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, bro. I mean, it's it's just weird, and it always strikes me, man. It's just like one certain crowd that does that, but I'm like, I just don't take it that serious, man. Like I was talking about with the movies earlier good games are just good games man these systems i mean honestly you know if you really wanted to shut it down you could just build a custom gaming pc i mean it's really not all that serious bro but i i just don't get it man i can't devote most of my time to just talk about what consoles better because i enjoy them both man you know hey there are certain games that i like on one system over the other and you know it is what it is i play with both of them man i got friends who play on both of them man i just like and the interactions and just playing the game man but I, I don't get that whole weird flex stuff and it's crazy because there's a toxic fan base in almost everything so whether it's movies tv shows consoles and even sports man and sometimes sports i think the the console fanboys and then like some of the toxic sports fans are tied gotta be tied man for worst of the worst I just can't stand it because me, I'm, I'm kind of a go with the flow type of guy. You know, I try to be laid back, nonchalant. I mean, hell, we have things to stress us out on the daily, whether it's work or whatever you got to deal with. But at the end of the day, man, this is just entertainment. I'm not about to get stressed out over entertainment. Look, man, I ain't the type of dude that's going to get all hot with you if you roast my team, a team that I like for losing, okay? Like, look, man, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. If you listen to Fumble Rooski with myself and OG Big Facts, which we'll be recording the episode tonight after I get done with this one. So, you you know my fandoms and where they lie on Fumble Rooski. But, man, I just, I don't get hot about that type of stuff. Like, I'm just like, okay. You know, now, when, uh, when something positive happens, you know, I ride those emotional highs. Like, you know, my Arkansas Razorbacks, Woo Pig beat the texas longhorns this weekend and i was on an emotional high but man i'm not gonna like single out every person i know from texas and talk shit to them or if you call me or text me talking bad about the cowboys i'm not gonna get mad at you because i just don't care <laughs> it's not that big of a deal to me man it's just entertainment i don't take it that seriously but man i like both you know i i uh bought my wife a series s for her birthday man and i like both man i just like I love the I love X playing S, Xbox. Man, that's a tongue twister saying Xbox S and X three times fast, but I love the Xbox Series S and Series X. I uh, love the PlayStation 5 and I love the Nintendo Switch. I mean, hell. Like, 
I'm not going to be toxic over one or the other because hell, I spent money on all three of them. So, I mean, or spent money on gaming related paraphernalia for all three of them. So, why would I, why would I hate that? Doesn't make sense to me, but you know, it is what it is. And there, you know, there's a lot of toxic fanboys also. And another thing that I tend to frequently be entertained by, of course, man, that's the sport of professional wrestling. So, anybody who knows me knows I am a diehard, hardcore professional wrestling fan straight up and down love pro wrestling since i was five years old man my granddaddy would always take me to the national guard armory we go see some of the local shows he'd take me to monday night raw and then when i was you know old enough to start making some money on my own i would always go when they came to north little rock i've been to wrestlemania there's a convention out in north carolina that i go to every year Man, I will tell you this. Wrestling has some toxic fan bases. Now, you know, I like WWE and I like the new upstart All Elite Wrestling, man. It's been, and it's really not to dwell on a negative because there's actually positives in this. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, man. Like CM Punk came back after seven years and I went nuts. Adam Cole came, uh, what, two weeks ago? And then Brian Danielson came. So the professional wrestling fan in me loves it. But man, it's just... You got all these toxic fanboys, and that's one thing I want to touch on again, because sometimes when you go to these conventions, because, yo, I, I've been to, like, you know, WrestleCade, and I'll probably go again this year. There's some wrestlers coming that I really wanted to meet. Sting, Kurt Angle, you know, Mark Henry, and, and some others that I really want to, you know, get pictures with. But uh, it's always weird, man, because you got these fans at conventions, man, whether you go to E3 or any type of Comic-Con, GalaxyCon, whatever, man, and you always have that subset of toxic fans, then you have that subset of creepy fans too like the ones that don't shower you know it's that funk man like you can't really describe it but it smells like ass and feet and a lot of other things that will make you just dry heave and gag on sight those are the fans that I'm talking to and then you also have the socially awkward ones because one thing I notice there are a lot of female wrestlers that come to these conventions, you know, beautiful women, beautiful, beautiful women. And some of these dudes, man, they overstep the boundaries a little bit, man. Like, you know, if you're going to take a picture, you know, don't be weird and don't be trying to stalk them, you know. Like me personally, man, now I know some of y'all might say I'm a white knight or I'm simping or whatever. Hey, your, your opinions are your, your own. But me personally, man, if I go to a show, you know, I'm like, hey, it's nice to meet you. I always have, especially when I'm taking pictures with women. I'll always drop my arms in the front, you know, kind of do the old LL pose. Number one, because I lift a little bit of weights and so I try to look buff and shit. But number two, you know, I just have my hands in the front, man, because me, I'm all about making people comfortable. You know, I mean, I know that their profession is entertainment, but, you know, you're still a person, you know, I'm not going to treat you like an object. You know, that's something I'm not going to do. You know, I was raised right, man. Uh, you know, the sexist bourbon dad's parents, man, they, they, they good people, man. I come from good stock. I got home training. So, you know, that's just me, man. But you see some folks like, you know, grabbing these female wrestlers from the back and stuff, you know, taking pictures like the other day, man. That shit is just, it was always wild, man. That's one thing, like some of these convention folks, man, was always wild, man. But, you know, if you go to a convention, don't be a creep, wear deodorant. That's the only advice I got to give you, man. That's the jewel I'm dropping for today. But, uh, man, it's great to be a pro wrestling fan, man. You know, WWE, they got some work to do, but I'm really digging this all elite wrestling. This AEW, man. I'm going to continue to watch them both because I would say during this pandemic era, look, man, if some of my listeners are out there into wrestling, 
Hey, Roman Reigns, a.k.a. BMR is what I call him. Big Match Roman, and then you got Goat Lashley, Bobby Lashley. They carry WWE throughout this whole thing, man. I'm digging what they're doing with the bloodline, digging what they're doing with the Hurt Business. And then, you know, also AEW, man. They got the influx of talent. You know, I've always been a fan of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the whole crew over there, man. I don't miss the Dynamite. I was really, I'm glad that they separated, you know, WWE's developmental, which is called NXT. Now it's called NXT 2.0. I'm glad that's on Tuesday night. And that Dynamite is on Wednesday. And that, uh, you know, you got SmackDown and Rampage on Friday nights. So I can really space this out and watch them all, man. I really enjoy them. But, you know, uh, I've been a diehard pro wrestling fan most of my life, as you know. And, uh, which I'm surprised, man. I'm actually, like, married and stuff. Because, dude, when I was in high school, I was lame, man. I, I pretty much thought I was either Shawn Michaels, The Rock, or Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, I would, like, man, I had to get gamed up, man. Because I would, like, talk to... I was like super afraid to talk to women when I was younger, even though I was a good looking guy. But man, my conversation skills were sorely lacking, man. My verbal lexicon was not up to snuff, man. I would be talking about what happened on Monday Night Raw and they'd be like, what? Because, you know, I grew up in the Attitude Era, but hey, it is what it is, man. I guess, you know, things I like that were kind of like looked crazy upon back then, it's kind of mainstream now. So I guess I'm all right, man. Every dog has his day, but it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. But anywho, man, hey, I promise you I won't leave you guys. I promise I won't. We won't go on another hiatus again, man. We're going to keep the content coming. Be sure to check out the rest of season two. This was just a little taste. And I had to fly solo on this one because, you know, I looked at it. It's been a year on the dot. I really want to get back in the saddle, start doing this again because, hey, I love doing this, man. Doing this podcast has helped me in so many ways, on so many different levels, personally. And I just appreciate all you guys and gals, all you people that take time out and listen to what I have to say. You could be listening to anything on any platform, but you choose to listen to me. So to all the subscribers, to all the listeners, I give you a sincere thank you from the bottom of my heart. We're definitely going to keep this thing going as long as you'll have me. And I definitely look forward to creating this content and doing season two, three, four, five. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking long term here. I'm thinking big picture. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not to, you know, I'm going to do my best LeBron James, you know, not four, not five, not six. But hey, man, as long as I'm able to do it, I will do it. As long as I got this blue Yeti caster connected to my desk, I'm going to do it, man, because it's something I love to do. I mean, you guys can tell I love to talk a lot, and I like talking to you because I'm a personable type of guy. But it's great to be back, man. I'm going to have to have big facts, man. You know, he's not only is he a great co-host, super producer as well, man. I wonder could big facts put me a little little usher and a Gucci Mane spotlight for, for the Too Smart Network version of this, man. But we definitely going to have the homie Big Lou back, man. You know, a hey, Sweet Lou got a lot of business to take care of, man. When you own several palatial estates, you own, like my guy Sweet Lou owned, you got business to handle, man. The money don't sleep, but he's, you know, that's my guy, man. You know, we ride shotgun on this thing, so, hey, it wouldn't be the sexiest bourbon dad without Sweet Lou. So, you know, he'll be back. And like I said, we'll have Q, we'll have... OG Big Facts, we'll have Jewel dropping Jake, we'll have a homie Ty, Tyrell, Joe T. Perry and you know, we'll get some new faces on here too man, I participate in a ton of group chats with some characters man 
we got to get them on the sexy suburban dad but hey be sure to check us out on that too smart network check out that too smart network man definitely wherever you stream on all available streaming platforms you know hey we one take it around here i don't do too much editing on this thing we one take it so i try to catch myself man it's off the cuff improvisation but check out that too smart network man definitely hit us hit them up on anchor itunes google play wherever your platforms wherever your podcasts are stream glad to be back look forward to get catching up with you guys on episode two this is your guy kp it's been a good one peace